and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I'm Laura Carfing, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with breast cancer survivor and author Jessica Duming. Jessica was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 32. She was focused on her career, living on her own, and totally unprepared for what was ahead. Like so many of us, we are faced with rapid-fire decisions and don't necessarily have time to research and learn more about what options are available. Today, we take a deep dive into the topic of fertility and breast cancer. Jessica and I share our experiences of freezing our eggs, or not, and what you can expect with fertility preservation. Welcome to the conversation. love to take a deeper dive into uh, fertility and um, like egg harvesting and preservation because that's actually something that we haven't talked about yet much on the podcast. And unlike your decision, I was well, similarly, but also unlike um, the outcome, I was also given a very short time to make a decision about whether or not I was going to preserve my eggs. And like literally I was sitting in the doctor's office with my oncologist And he was like, so you have an aggressive cancer. We want to start chemotherapy like right away. So I had chemotherapy, neoadjuvant chemotherapy before my surgery to try and shrink the size of the tumor um, with the hopes of being eligible for a lumpectomy, which I luckily was because I had a good response to the chemo. But it was at that moment of like, okay, we need to start chemo like next week. So if you want to have um, like your eggs frozen, you would need to start that process soon, like today, tomorrow. Um, but that would also push, push back his plan then on doing the, um, starting the chemotherapy regimen. The other consideration, which, you know, you and I are kind of like the, the opposites is that while you were triple negative, I, um, I was ER positive. And so again, being told to give myself all of these hormone drugs and these shots and everything to try and save the drug while I knew I had cancer was like, I like literally turned to my boyfriend. I'm like, are you cool without having kids? Like there's other ways. And we're like, yep, we're cool. Like it was like a like a quick decision because you're like, we're dealing with cancer. Like I, I don't have time right now to think about the other things. Um, so, you know, I've never actually gone through this experience. I never had to meet with, you know, um, fertility clinics or anything. I would love to he- learn a little bit more about what someone who's considering this, um, what they would expect. Sure. So, um, you know, with any cancer, especially breast cancer, I think anyone watching this probably knows by now it's very closely tied to your reproductive system. I mean, if people don't know, guess what it is. Um, So the first thing they have to do is make sure that there is no abnormality on your cervix, your, um, your ovaries or anything. Because again, they're not going to pump you full of these drugs if you're ultimately going to have bigger problems. They don't take these kind of risks. Um, and so then what you do is you do hormone treatments for like, so if, if normal IVF is a six week process, I did mine in eight days, uh, the 22nd, I left the hospital the 23rd and my first shot was the 24th and they're self-administered, which is not fun. Um, but so here I am coming off a major surgery on painkillers, not sleeping, uncomfortable, super tired and hormonal. <laughs> that is not fun for anyone. Like I'm already not that pleasant to be around, but you pump me full of hormones. Look out, look out. Look, I will say luckily for my parents, I slept most of the time. So thank God, because I can only imagine uh, the hell they would have been through <laughs> with me on hormones. But 
but you 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 pump yourself full of these hormones. You shoot yourself in the the hip or the the stomach uh, or like the little fatty part by your belly button. Um, I'm sure somebody has it like me, but. <laughs> Um, uh, and so you do that on a very strict regimen and they give you all the information. And then, um, once they, you have to go in periodic, I think, I think I went in every two days because what the, what the drugs do and, uh, is, is they hyper stimulate your ovaries. So if you think all your eggs are kept in your ovaries, when they're like about to release, you develop these things called follicles and they look like almost like little, um, (laughs) little Venus fly traps, (laughs) like they come off. And they, they look, they look like a little thing. And then it literally spits out an egg into your fallopian tube. So normally during your regular cycle, you'll have one, maybe two. And that's typically how you get twins if they mature at the same rate. But, um, this stimulates up to 10. You then, you then, they, they, they look at them, they see the maturity. And so they're doing an in internal ultrasound to see from kind of the inside and there's only one way to get there. So you can imagine. Um, and so once they are, uh, enough of them are mature, you give yourself what's called a trigger shot and it causes them all to like spaz out and release the eggs. You go in the next morning and, or that later that afternoon, depending on your schedule. Um, and the doctor goes in with like a microscopic needle and just kind of like sucks them up and puts them in a Petri dish and freezes them. Or so I'm told. You're under anesthesia for that. Uh, like twilight. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because they tell you twilight and you're like, you're just going to be drowsy. That was very drowsy. <laughs> I could not have, uh, I couldn't walk. Like you can't, you're in a wheelchair from when they get you off the table, which is very difficult with drains, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's very difficult to navigate onto this table. It's probably four feet off the ground and <laughs> I'm five, six. But yeah, it's it's just it's such a weird experience. Um, but also really, really simple in in the in the the grand scheme compared to everything else we're all going to go through. Um, you know, fairly simple, but but definitely difficult. Uh, if that makes sense, it's not hard, but it's difficult. Yeah. Well, it's like you're giving yourself shots. You need to follow a schedule. There's like there's a lot of protocols that you have to plan exactly. for. So. Absolutely. Was there pain after like the procedure? I mean, it's not comfortable by any means, but, but there's nothing, uh, there's no cutting, there's no stitches, there's no, um, I, I would compare it to like a, like an annual exam, a little bit of cramping after that, but nothing, nothing we all haven't felt before. And honestly, in the face of a double mastectomy, I was already on painkillers. So, you know, it was, it, I, I honestly, though, I, I wouldn't say that I needed to take any medicine for the pain. It was there, but it wasn't like anything we haven't felt on like a crampy day. So, yeah. Well, what a great decision <laughs> that you had this opportunity to seize and that you were able to go through all of this. I really appreciate you being a guest on Breast Cancer Conversations and walking us through the ins and outs of rapid fire decision making and what to expect with fertility preservation. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our podcast. If you would like to find out more about our organization and upcoming events and ways to connect, you can find out more by visiting our website at survivingbreastcancer.org. I would like to acknowledge that all of the information on our podcast is from personal experiences and it is not a substitute for professional medical advice. You should always consult your medical care team. If you're looking for specific topics or would like to be a guest on our show, feel free to contact me directly at laura at survivingbreastcancer.org. 
And of course, we have a couple social media handles you can follow us at as well. For example, Surviving Breast Cancer Org, all one word, as well as our podcast specifically, Breast Cancer Conversations. Until next time, keep on thriving.